Welcome back to We Are Live, everybody. Midcoast Studio, Grand Center, St. Louis, Missouri. Check out midcoast.media for our capabilities. Love uh, doing the podcast here at our very own studio. Love having Impolite Company in here in the mornings. We've got the Static Podcast. Lots of fun being had. Joining us live from Brooklyn, New York, Travis Terrell. He's at a P.F. Chang's getting free coffee and uh, crab rangoons at his, uh, at his uh, very... I don't know, whatever he feels like. Travis, how's New York? It's been three and a half minutes since we saw you. Uh, the city is beautiful. It's getting to that point where we're reaching consistent warm weather. So you're starting to see what New York is truly about with the trees blossoming and the folks in the streets. And it's really cool uh, to be here this time of year. I'm going to be out here in the streets in just one moment. So I'm excited to... You know, bask in all the delis, Why? yoga studio, coffee shop. All the delis. You just do a montage of Travis just lightly nibbling on sandwiches in each each. Yeah, uh, send us photos, please. Yeah, that'd be good. Is you and a rat sharing a hoagie? Oh no, Travis squaring <laughs> up with rats like they're trying to take his food. He's like, get back. Nah, get they'll back. be sharing it, Lady in the Tramp style. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The rats Ooh. the size of him. I like where this I think is. I just that's, came up with another animated idea for Sesame Street. That's who he's got to do later. Is the rat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's quite cunning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've got Devil's Advocate. Gardner, do you feel like jumping into that now? Yeah, you guys want to? Yeah, let's do it. Devil's Advocate, uh, we're each given a, uh, I don't know, a subject, a person, yeah. a moment, something to defend, and uh, Gardner decides who's who on this. So Why what are we got? you shaking your head, Travis? I'm just listening to Chris's explanation of the segment we've done 75 times. Go ahead. Bring it in. Come no, on. No, no, you had it. No, you be about like you it. Be about it. Come with, the, come with the solution. Come with it. Tell me about Devil's Advocate. Come on. Please tell me about it. Uh, Chris and Travis each get a subject. They debate it. And uh, whoever Thank does you. the best gets more points. He's laughing his sick f***ing ass off. There's no points involved, Tommy. But, oh, uh, wrong we correct. We just wrong game. Good. I believed it. Wrong yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Which just, is the game with the points? I'm not sure. That is uh, the Great American Race. That's it. See, but I was pretty close. You guys both debate a topic, and that's the game. It's true. It's so, kind of the show. It was about uh, six words less than yours. Mm. Good for you. Okay. Nice editing. Keep it you concise. You should work for Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Instead, I work here. Who wants to go first today? Go ahead, Trav. Travis will go first, so Travis will have to defend. Uh, kind of touching on something we were discussing yesterday. Travis will have to defend Tommy's grandfather. Oh. Tommy's grandfather. <laughs> All right. We learned yesterday. We learned yesterday about the news in regards to Tommy's grandfather. That's a real photo of your grandfather. Hold on. Oh, wow. Hold on one second. I got to remove my camera thing. Is that really your... Oh, Oh, my God. It's from an Axe commercial. (laughs) That's really my grandfather. Okay. That's good, man. The men in my family are ripped. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey, Meredith, look what you're going to have in about 60 years. (laughs) Try six years. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, we learned yesterday that Tommy and his grandfather had been stealing from his grandmother. It's not stealing if it's in the house. Oh. So we learned that Tommy is an accomplice to 
ripping off his grandmother by selling her china behind her back. And it really got me to thinking why Tommy is who he is, but now I'm in the very compromising position of having to defend his grandfather's actions. So whenever you folks are ready, fire away with your questions. Mr. Terrell, uh, looks like a guy's been paying taxes uh, most of his life. Uh, I am curious at these earnings that are going to uh, young Tommy from you or your client. Uh, are they are, are the proper authorities being paid in these situations? It feels like it's a little bit of an underground operation, and that's not even bringing up the uh, the lying. Cut it now. Well, oh. first of all, I'm not legally obligated to discuss my taxes openly. I am a private citizen, so are my clients, and so there's no need for them to release that information. So you know, perhaps you should try a different question, sir. Oh, oh, wow. That's, uh, that's oh. not very open of you. I thought Already this was going to be an open inquiry of everything. And you stated that. Uh, well, let me ask you, sir. Let me ask you, free... sir. Why, why do you hate the fact that we run a successful small business and we employ people like Tommy? Why As do you a hate successful that? Have, small business, no we require business hiring. licenses in Illinois. Do you have yours, sir, uh, for your clients? I'd like to see that. How do you know I'm in sir, Illinois? Sir, all the proper paperwork that's needed, the proper people have seen it. And since you're not one people? of those proper people, you don't need to know about. Can I get one name of a proper person? My dad. That's not a name, and you don't—you're not representing your your yeah, grandpa. You can't oh. defend it. Ah, oh. damn it! Listen here, sir. Oh. My client has been a pillar of his community for years. He's a baby boomer, my friend. If it wasn't for his generation, you wouldn't have this silly ass thing called a podcast. So how about you sit your dumb ass down and apologize to a, a man who has given so much to this country, a man that has raised a great grandson like Tommy, a man you decided to hire. So it's amazing that you have a problem with my client's business and the person that it worked with this business, but you had no problem hiring him as your intern. You That's interesting. You continue to say business. I would like to see some paperwork on uh, on how this is considered a business. To me, it seems like no more of uh, just a poor lesson for the uh, for the man's grandson in thievery, deceit, and illegal sales of <laughs> <clears throat> international goods. It's called China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about you, that. You millennials, you millennials are something else. You have no problem coming up with your silly cryptocurrency. You have no problem making money off your little YouTube shows and your little Facebook channels. But as soon as a man who has given his life and has paid taxes for more decades than you've been alive to this So you country, do agree that paying taxes you, is part of it? He has paid taxes. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was ever a what question. About- the fact that you would insult him by saying he does it. Who, who, who do you think you are, sir? What about pain? What have you done? What have you accomplished in this world to come after such a man who has given so much? What's he given other than postage money to his grandson? <laughs> <laughs> Could I have an example, please? He is showing his grandson what it takes to build an empire. But I guess since it's not your President Trump... I guess it's different. You too aren't, aren't showing your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of China, are there additional tariffs because it's China? I think that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how tariffs work. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll also say he's dealing in China. China, also a problematic porn star slash wrestler. 
brings up a lot of negativity in a young man's life. Don't forget that. Uh-oh. I just wanted to make that I can't, point. I can't say that I'm surprised that you're attacking a woman in this instance. Of oh, course you would. Of course you would flip it and find a way to attack a woman that, by the way, is dead. Yeah, I was waiting But okay, for it. Please, please feel free to attack a dead woman. Go right for it, Chris. Oh, there was no attack. It's a new, just, new high uh, for you. It's mm. a new high for you. So you're attacking old white men and women. Okay, mm. I'm sure you're gonna. I'm sure your grandfather's going to be happy about this conversation today. <laughs> Who are we talking about? How much you're from grandfather? I'm not not fascinated. Uh, It's interesting because if I recall correctly, your grandfather helped teach you about the business and you had no problem. Tommy's grandfather's doing the same with them and now all of a sudden you're offended by it? I don't don't follow. Mm. But I I do Mm. follow follow, uh, eBay and uh, mail receipts and it appears uh, (laughs) young Tommy has been shipping to potential terrorist organizations for their dinner parties. How do you explain that, sir? Oh, wow. So now he's taking exclusive dishware, selling it to black and brown people, and all of a sudden they're terrorists. <laughs> oh, if, oh if it's actually a Canadian way, terrorist sir? organization. Argument denied. <laughs> what a sad... I, I never thought I would see the day that you would go full Sean Hannity. And I never think that you would antagonize veterans. I didn't think you would ever antagonize our baby boomers. I never thought you would antagonize a millennial like Tommy, who you had no problem, again, hiring. But when he's making money with his family, now it's an issue. Why are you this way? When did you be all of a sudden become the Alabama of this show? Mm, 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 mm. Very interesting. Oh, poor Bill O'Reilly. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> what was that? Was that, that was a glitch? Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, we, we've sparred enough, okay. and I appreciate it. My issue is these, uh, these pieces, these heirlooms, these wonderful things are not being brought to the free trade market. They're being pushed directly to folks with Internet access in high, mm. high, high socioeconomic success areas. That's where they're targeting. That's where they're doing their geo-targeting. That's where they're selling them. I just want everyone uh, from every walk of life, race, creed, sexual orientation, to have the opportunity Mm -hmm. to purchase these goods in a legal and fair manner. And if you would like these things to keep getting handed over, like internships in Washington, D.C., or (laughs) liberal New York, then that's on you, pal. Okay? I just want want everybody to have an opportunity. Tommy, can I ask a question? How how long have you been waiting for a transplant? Uh, About about... 21 years. <laughs> so, and it's, and, it, and it, it's the healthcare. Basically, I popped out right? and then they were like, ah, oh, you need this. Mm. So, so, and it's an expensive procedure, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. And I don't have health insurance. Mm. So you need money in order for you to live yeah. in order for you to get this procedure. So you mm. can have a fruitful life, have mm. a family of your own, have a career of your own. And it appears that my client is doing just that, just to make sure my his grandson can have a future in comedy. So his grandson can have a family. And because the healthcare system in this country is so corrupt, he has to go through these means in order to provide for his grandson. So instead of you antagonizing him, how about you antagonize the politicians that make it difficult for people like Tommy's grandfather to go out there and provide for his family? How about you go after them? Yeah, how about you apologize to his family right now, sir? Okay, how about you do that? Because what we're seeing here today, Chris, is the reason, is the reason why we needed Obamacare. Because people like you, you don't, you don't care about people like Tommy. 
You just like to throw around your belt loops. Like to throw around your mochiatos and your sugar-free caffeine coffee. You're not worried about the little man. My client is. Just ask their mama. Thank you. All right. And Tommy, that H, that H isn't for Hollister, my friend. That H is for hope. Oh, could have also said heart. Yeah, we. I just. We should have. Or health. That. We should have. We shouldn't have even gone in on that. <laughs> that one. I asked you twice. To stop. Well, your dumb, your dumb ass decided. Your dumb ass decided to sit at the table. Your dumb ass decided yeah. to step up to the mic. Yeah. Your dumb ass is going to be a part of my fair. Yeah, if, uh, if, if, you, if you think for a second you could harness or muzzle anything Travis will ever say, whether it's You're learning, somebody Tom, writing and us I a check. I don't go after your insecurities, right. but all right. <laughs> oh, oh, now it's on. The, the entire show is oh. one insecurity from another. Like It's whatever we cover that day is how Travis feels about something because of an outside force put, putting is it this, on it. Is this how it is in Brooklyn that no matter what you're talking about, you somehow... Uh, 30 seconds into the conversation turned political. Is yeah. that how, is oh, that how uh, that's one million percent. One million percent. <laughs> that's, like, that's like the third time this morning you've yeah. been able to do that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, what, you, what the hell just happened? Which, which that's what they're <laughs> teaching him at the fellowship. <laughs> yeah. He's really there for retraining. Yeah. He's there for, yeah. He's getting programmed. This is some, this is a leftover Obama era government program that uh, gets you ready. And it puts people like me in a state of, this would explain my uh, insanity over the last month or two. Uh, Travis is just, I, I can't pick it up. And he's, he's getting good. Yeah, liberal me. hippie. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Travis. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, it's on, Travis. So there's uh, Travis and his devil's advocate. It's now time for Chris. Chris, today you will have to defend Big Sugar. That's right. Big Sugar. Here for it. Don't you worry. Love, you love sugar, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a big part of uh, staying on top of things. And oh, uh, okay. they're the sweetest client you could have, and I've got nothing bad to say about them. So what uh, What do you got for me there? Trav, you look like you've enjoyed a lot <laughs> of my clients. I mean, woo, hello. Talk about this has got to be weird for you to question something you support so heavily. Can I cut in here? Mm-hmm. Sure, Tommy. I tell you support your uh, client as well. Travis, continue. <laughs> uh, Chris, you have been on the record uh, as actually not drinking caffeine with sugar in it. How are you now representing the big sugar corporations? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, one word. Freedom. Mm-hmm. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. Uh, just so that, that, that's just the, it's just, just the word. What does freedom. that mean? Freedom. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right? Just because my choice impacts me positively doesn't mean mm-hmm. I'm going to try and come in and appropriate my thoughts onto your community. If you choose to gobble sugar by the mouthful all day long, just <laughs> like one of your little Muppets, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Oh. That, doesn't, that doesn't hurt me at all. I applaud you, and I look forward to the extra air to breathe whenever you... Uh... <clears throat> Go ahead. Mm, Freedom. Interesting. Now, now I am not one to body shame, but looking at your current physique, it does appear that you have had some uh, some time with sugar. Uh, mm-hmm. Why do you hate it now? There's no hate. I uh, I appreciate different collaborations. Uh, I believe you know the hip hop group Outkast. 
uh, once together, then they put out solo albums. I see myself and Sugar as the outcast of the human product uh, world. Huh. So you would not put sugar in your body, but you're advocating that people put it in theirs? Oh, no, no. I'm just here to tell you that it's okay if people do. That has nothing to hey, do with Hey, Tommy, can you do me I'm a small favor? Can you community. run to the kitchen and grab a couple packets of sugar? Oh, oh, yes, I think I Chris is – Chris, Chris, are you having coffee right now? That looks pretty good. Um, because – Okay, yeah, I'll I'll right sugar I'll water is right just back. as good. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tommy. Uh, because I want the audience to to witness Chris uh. actually step up to the mic and practice what he preaches. It's very easy to sit behind the microphone, Mr. Dimon, and say that you know other people should have sugar, but I'm good. I'm curious, if you're such a strong proponent of sugar, would you be willing to try it here live on air? Oh, I don't need to do that, and I'll uh, exercise my uh, my right to not now, do wh- so. Now, why why are you not doing? Why wouldn't you do it? You're an advocate for big sugar. Oh, absolutely, because I want black and brown people to remain employed at all the sugarcane factories throughout mm. the United States and in the Caribbean. So again, I don't want to put black people out of work. Travis Terrell does. Mm-mm-mm. And we do know that the people who work in these sugar factories, they're black and brown. I'm sure you have the numbers Ooh. to support that. Am I correct, Mr. Big Sugar? I certainly do. Uh, <laughs> That's a pretty good I name, actually. Do. I hey, certainly... look, it's Mr. Big Sugar. Uh, also, hey, Big Sugar. <laughs> on, that, on that note, uh, Kate in the comments says Big Sugar would be a great pimp name. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. Now, if, if, if you don't mind, Chris, could, would you mind pouring a couple of those packets into your beverage, please? Would love to pour Truvia, which is, uh, which is not sugar. You have a, an incompetent grabber. Sorry, we can't go through with it. You guys don't have regular sugar. Can't go through with it. Oh, wait. There's, oh, so there's not regular sugar in the main offices of Midcoast Media? Aren't you a oh. principal owner? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> again, once again... You, you see this? He, he, oh, he, he, he just ate a synthetic substitute, not the real thing, not the real thing. And you see what happens at, whenever you don't have regular face. sugar. Look at the joy on his face. Look how happy he is. <laughs> that is not joy, my friend. That is, he's dying. He's dying. Oh, no. Why'd you do that, Tommy? I choose to not consume sugar in order to remove any question over bias or motive. It tastes like everything that I don't like about Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tommy fair. has went straight to uh, ingesting cancer. Okay, great. That's that, awesome. That might have just helped Big Sugar's cause there. I'm sorry, yeah, Travis. Yeah. This, is the main, this is the main thing. Your, uh, you your want, little experience You know what you failed. just did? Here's what you just did. You wanted him to do... You like, wanted me to try the glove to, on. Yes. The glove did not this, fit. This was... Yeah. Christopher Darden. My Chris Darden moment. This yeah. is my Chris Darden moment. Oh, you just <laughs> a genius your... in his own right. We all have our moments. We all have our moments. Dave, you thought you had him, and then it that twist at the end. All right, I'm ready to decide here after after what just uh, happened. Yeah. And Travis, I know it made Tommy uncomfortable. Your questioning or your defense of um, that wasn't good. Tommy's grandfather at the end, but it was pretty effective. Actually, it was real. It was raw, and it got to just me a like. Little. Real sugar is raw. <sighs> sugar, yeah, sugar cane. Um, but you have had a Chris Darden moment here in your questioning <laughs> of Chris Denman. Your glucose levels. Tommy's still charts. making a face. It's He's still stuck struggling. in the back of my throat. Oh, yeah, it is. the taste. Oh yeah, thank you for clarifying. Uh, <laughs> and 
I have to award this to Chris. This devil's advocate goes to Chris. A sweet victory indeed. Oh, oh for the love of God, man. You can hear that in between comics. If tonight it's at not so Club. sweet, then you've been in defeat. I don't know. There you go. I'm trying. I like that. Let's no, try. I like it. Always try, Tommy. Right. Always try. Mm-hmm. No, nah, that's not true. You're right. You should just not try. Travis, uh, valiant effort, my friend. Uh, Tommy's grandfather will now have to cease operations in their, uh, their eBay scam. That's not a scam, man. <laughs> they scammer their grandmother, but it ain't scamming anybody outside. It's not really scamming, scamming the moral the... fabric of their family. But... No, here's the thing. Where did that money come from to begin with? Is Careful. It... This could be a really good make it racist. No, it's... Careful, we don't want to. We don't want to do the uh, Ben Affleck DNA look. Like, careful. Maybe Grandpa made some good investment uh, things and on the backs of got some money, and you know Grandma got to spend some. Mm. But now it's time to reinvest that money. Mm-hmm. That's all. In Tommy's McMansion. <laughs> yes, I love it. I gotta get over right. there and see this thing. Yeah, that's, that's right. Gonna be an episode. Tommy, can uh, we throw a party there? Can we throw like a um, a launch party at your no. grandparents' house? <laughs> Travis just wants his Ryan on the office moment. He wants to go to have a sushi party and video make us video in to the cool party and say that uh, we're somewhere in you know a what? chat room. That, that's good. That's a good point. That's who he is becoming. Oh, he is. He's got the st- he even has <laughs> a stupid are, beard. Yeah, yeah, you are becoming Ryan on the office. Like you don't even season realize. Five, it. What was it? You've season become, five. Yeah, like you, six. You're becoming a dick. Uh, but like that's just so you're aware. We've told you now. You are now aware of what's happening. So you have no excuses going forward, just so you know. But that is just such typical St. Louis behavior. There as soon is. as someone else leaves, as soon as someone else leaves and they go do something else, all of a sudden they're an asshole for doing it. And that's it's just St. Louis it. in a nutshell. It's how you respond to others when explaining right. it. And John Hamm also talk down and with condescension to them. John Hamm's back here kissing babies, hugging babies, hanging <laughs> out, going to blues games, everything. All he does is wear St. Louis stuff on a Jimmy Kimmel, Emo's pizza everywhere. Yeah. Travis, you leave for seven and a half seconds and mm, torch the bridge on your way out. Unbelievable. How many houses does John Hamm keep in St. Louis? Probably seven. Yeah, I bet. I'm sure he has many uh, properties currently in St. Louis right now. Right off a of cast. Sterling K. Yeah, that's all it takes. That's all it takes right now for St. Louis since you just put on a stupid ass Cardinal hat and you guys are like, Oh, he's down with us. Stupid ass Cardinals hat. Oh. Okay. I you're not allowed to wear Cardinals hats for street cred on the on the train anymore. Yeah. Now, y'all don't get to y'all don't have ownership over anything inside of St. Louis. That's there another St. Louis thing. If I want to leave this city and put on a Cardinal hat, guess what the hell I'm gonna do? Put on a damn cardinal hat. You can't tell me what to do. Will you go around Brooklyn telling them about your cock farm idea? I yeah. want to hear what they have to say. Mm-hmm. No, what, huh? They'll probably be in full support. I'll have yeah, I shouldn't have said that. God damn it. Add to support. <laughs> you know how that'll work here. Add to support to sentence of the week. Thank you. Support? Yeah. <laughs> what he the said, hell is support? He said support instead of support. I did support. not. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> then I guess there was a hitch in the giddy up, but we'll add it anyway. <laughs> A hitch in the giddy up. Uh huh. Don't nah, come that. on, Gardner. You're gonna let him like leave that out there and not say anything. Hitch in the giddy, hitch in the giddy up. Hitch. If I Google it and it doesn't come up, it's going in your sentence of the week. Hitch in the. Uh, look how is it a punishment against me? Because you're the one who doesn't know how to speak most of the time. <laughs> a hitch in the giddy up. Chris just said that. Why isn't anybody chastising him? <laughs> 
because I'm looking it up now. Because it's country and then I'll talk, and I don't understand all of Actually, it all the time. Actually, it was the second right. thing that came up. <laughs> I, learned, I learned a little thing from you, Travis. If I just Hold start on. talking fast and say things that uh, only people I know uh, when they grew, that I grew up with know, all right. you guys will just believe things I say. Here is the Urban Dictionary definition Uh-oh. of a hitch in the giddy-up. So it's something. The catch-all phrase used to describe an anomaly in physical behavior that is typically related to the aging process can also be applied to the thought process in certain individuals. There's the thought process part, yeah. So I guess it's something, Travis. Looks Where like are you, you reading this from? a little hitch in your giddy-up, Travis. Urban <laughs> Dictionary. Yeah, that's your Bible, Travis. Yeah. Just because you say, let me bite your ear. By the way. Doesn't mean you have to. <laughs> <laughs> really quick. <laughs> I'm just going to start making up rural sayings, by the way, just like Travis that's does with difficult. us. That's difficult. By yeah. the way, uh, saying hitch on the hitch in the giddy-up isn't uh, helping our hayseed factor. Mm-hmm. You're well, kind of just driving I'm embracing that. it. You know you're what? driving that into That's the That's what your H stands for. Some people, some people take their entertainment uh, power to New York. Some head to Nashville, which I'll be doing at CMT next week. You can check me out on all these shows. I'll be there. I've got a writing fellowship. I'm going to put my hat on. Woo! Chris is going to write for the Grand Ole Opry. <laughs> just, the, just the Opry. <laughs> just the venue itself. <laughs> hey, man, can I run now, your Facebooks? <laughs> now, chew your ear off is in, in the Urban oh, Dictionary. Stop so it. technically, stop I've it. been correct the entire time. No, as well. you haven't. So, Gardner, you owe off. me an apology. I don't because you because you've screwed up what you meant to say. Your intent is yeah. to say bend you just, your ear. You just found something. The context is key in this. No, I've heard occasion. chew your ear off. Yeah, not not no, bite your not ear. Like this. Bite your ear when you want to talk to someone about something. That's not it's a the thing. same difference. Bend your no, ear. it's not. No, and also I'd like Be- to clarify. No, because you bend your you ear you comes you from bite. because you are going to bend your ear to listen in. That's where the saying comes from. No, nope. but, but you don't start a conversation by running up to someone and biting their effing ear. Yeah, no, bite, bite. <laughs> Travis, 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 hold on. I need Travis, you to tell you me something, what? and now lean in. Hang on, wait. Travis, bite my ear. Like you need to tell me something. Hey. Hey, Travis, you said you saw that bite your ear is on Urban Dictionary, but did you read the chew your ear off? Yeah, to chew <laughs> this, to chew this. your ear. This is this this What's, is not what you want it to be. What does it say? For sure. What what does it what does it say? An idiom. This is you you this is you. Uh, an idiom usually used to describe somebody who acts stupid or <laughs> blank. Uh also used to describe something stupid or <laughs> blank. What's the blank? It's retarded. Oh, okay. <sighs> He'll drop three F-bombs in the first minute of the show, but he won't say the word retarded. I okay. drop that makes four, sense. all right. Okay. right. I understand. Okay. Because the F-bomb isn't... No, As right. offensive. Yeah, it's <laughs> like... Okay. It's true. Uh, we. I also want to clarify this. Only, only assholes use that word. Tommy, yes. so I get it. Yeah. It would come from uh, it would come from like a horse. The uh, the giddy up, there'd be a hitch uh-huh. in the giddy up. Get it? There's like a something right. impeding it, slowing okay. down the process. So there you go. It makes sense. Is yeah. there a way is there a way you guys can explain <laughs> the Game of Thrones uproar without spoiling the show? Yeah, no, no, no. There is. Uh, I posted an article on the Friends of Wall mm. uh, Facebook page. There's basically from Cosmopolitan, supposedly, who knows what this means? I didn't read it. I just saw the headline and I believe it. Everybody's pretty angry with the way I say everybody. There's a large contingent that's allowed online that's upset with the writing for the final season. And there's supposedly Mm. a petition being started. Uh, 
Eight. To rewrite the eighth season and uh, and redo it. And again, I get it. I, I Maybe they come out and just do a fantastic job with the series finale, get us all back on board. But you know, um, people are disappointed. I, I, the reason why I bring it up because... A okay, well, yeah, don't tell me about a character dying, Tommy. Oh, I no, just I'm not. Know. I'm not, I'm not. Okay, okay. Tell me, so you're telling me the story has upset fans so that people are signing petitions. Yes. Okay. And also, like what? Okay, go ahead. There's that story that came out uh, that I'm just going to read the headline. Game of Thrones creators plan to be, quote, very drunk and far from the internet when series finale airs. So that's not a uh, mm. promising look into the future of people that are already upset, I guess, but they already, I'm sure, have formed their opinions say on this, what's going on. Travis, I don't know if you have something to, to contribute on this, but say it does, say it's a, say it's, the series finale is a dud overall, right? P popular opinion is the fans who've watched for eight years aren't super happy. Right. Do you think that's because uh, it's easy to blame the two that are running it because they're in charge, right? They, they have final say, right? The is it, right. Would you guess or would you wager if you could, uh, if you could see all like your boy Bran, if you could see all, would that be it? It was rushed slash whatever complaints people have because the higher-ups said, I don't care. You will finish it in this amount of time. Do the best with what you got. Budgets are cut. We have six other spinoffs to go with, and you just need to do this because ultimately people are going to continue watching, and we're going to hit these mother effers with a soap opera effect. Because that's what I feel like is happening with a lot of TV. We're not going to get Breaking Bad every time. What do you think? Would you be willing to wager that it came from above, right? There has to be some, some hardcore corporate influence. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm willing to wager that both of these showrunners are basically the toast of the town. So they have multiple very lucrative opportunities awaiting them outside of Game of Thrones. Star so it's, it's so, yeah, so they as it was announced this week that they're going to take over the next Star Wars film. So I, I think that they're kind of being, you know, pulled in multiple directions, which may have led to maybe this season being underwhelming. Also, I, I think you can't underestimate the fact that they don't have George R. Martin's source material. I think that's when you have that foundation, I think that's allowed the showrunners to be as creative as possible as to where the storylines we're going to ultimately go. Not having that source material, I think, is showing a comeback to haunt these showrunners. And I don't blame them for moving forward. You have to. I mean, George R. R. Martin's not even close to releasing the next Game of Thrones book. So you had to keep the show going. What if I he don't is? think they intend. He's not. What you think he's, he's done? What if he's been lying and wanted them to fail and say, hey, this is what it's like without me? And now I put the book out, and then everybody reads, and so we you, learn a lesson. Are you thinking absolutely that, that very sounds much insufferable? But think, it's okay. Are you thinking that he's finished the book and he's going to release it after he knew the yeah. ending might be a dud? Why, wow! What about that? I think, I, I think that would be. I, I don't think he may. Have, and that could very well be the case. Hmm. I, I like I said, I don't. I don't think it would be any ill intent behind it, but I think he also recognizes that. There's a lucrative opportunity for me as an author to yeah. make money off these books, and I think not having the source material is hurting Does, apparently the show. I'm a, I'm a good two episodes behind, so I'm not sure 
as to what the huge complaint yeah, is about. Weird. But it appears I, I, it's interesting because and to that point, that's why I brought it up, because with it being the last episode of one of the most anticipated shows in the history of television, mm-hmm. there doesn't seem to be a lot of enthusiasm going into this Sunday about this series. So I apparently with me missing the last two episodes, something must have drastically happened to absolutely disappoint fans to the point where they're just like, let's just get it over with and just be done with it. I, uh, Which is a huge shift from four weeks ago. If that's the way it goes, does that help Martin whenever he releases a book finally? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Because fans are going to be clamoring. As you can see what Chris yeah. said, you said 18,000 people have already signed this petition about rewriting season eight. So there's obviously a large contingent of people on social media and who support this show who are like, they're not satisfied with what they're getting this season. So I would imagine that dissatisfaction, them being dissatisfied by the season, will lead to their enthusiasm to go out and buy the book when Martin finishes it. Yeah, everybody wants a, a hero and a villain, and if if they look at this as a villain and they treat it as uh, they were, revisionist history is always interesting to watch. If they treat it like, well, the books and the show up until the final season were perfect examples of this art and this thing that we loved. Absolutely. The, in the in the books may even suck, but they're going to give it they're going to give it that opportunity to take over the hero role. That's how it is. And you just mentioned eighteen thousand people on the on the thing. That that is significant, and it's 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 a lot. But it's not that how twenty three million people tuned in. Mm-hmm. So who wins in the end? Like it's, it's not Star Wars. Thing. But yeah, yeah. I, but I I do think that fans appear to be dissatisfied with the way the season has gone. And again, fans can be a little fickle when it comes to these things but it does bring up an interesting point Gardner and I were talking about a couple days ago what are shows that have had good yeah. endings yeah and I and I brought that up to you because I saw a certain tweet and I'll bring the tweet up for you here too just so you can see it this is from Jared Diamond he said since everybody apparently is mad at Game of Thrones now here's a question for you what's a TV show that you thought ended well well you start with Lost everyone was really happy with that uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's. Player. I think that was the first time we saw a show um, that had been just critically and commercially praised uh, just fall flat, according to the fan base. I think that was one of the first times we've seen a show go, "Oh, oh, that didn't end the people way we mad. thought it was going to end it up." People were very upset about that. I know people, of course, were very upset about the Sopranos ending, though. I didn't. I it was it was vague, but I didn't hate it. Uh, but I understood why people would be mad at how the mm-hmm. that ended. I thought the West Wing ended well. I thought Breaking Bad ended well. I thought Breaking I thought Bad ended that, as an all timer. That was I, that was perfect. I thought. I thought. Uh, I agree. The I thought Slayer ended very well. Okay. okay. That, the, that was at the series. Yeah. Um, I thought. Um, not the movie I'm a with Mash Paul person. Rubens I thought. In the right. 90s. You're I thought Chavis? Mash. Uh, I thought Mash the series ended very very well. Yeah. Uh, this is this is probably something that people be like. Cheers, bah, bah, bah. Cheers, I think did okay. It was you know, just Sam at the bar closing or whatever, mm-hmm. and that was fine. That was people, good. People were upset with Seinfeld, but yeah. it, was a, it was a show about nothing, right? That mm-hmm. came full circle with a discussion on where right. a button was placed, kind of to how the show started. So that was all that was. It, I think yeah. uh, I X-Files. think the office. I think if you're fair about the office, is uh, the office first of all that well. one season wasn't the worst thing you've ever seen, as compared no. to others, wasn't nearly as good because all the writers were different. But uh, I thought the office 
maybe I'm rewarding them for the shit that they had, but they brought it back around just fine. Mm-hmm. I thought they could with Chris on that one. I thought, I thought Parks and Rec, the time jump that Parks and Rec made, I thought that was very clever and hilarious. And I, um, I think that ended very well. You People know what? So, just gutted over Dexter. No pun intended. People Dexter hated wasn't Dexter. Good. Yeah, Dexter was that a bad episode ending. Was... I um uh, I wonder this ending. because like people make such a big deal about finales. Mm-hmm. Like how I don't know especially if it's a show that's consistently good how you're going to, you know, define I have trouble defining it by the finale, you know? That's that mm-hmm. just seems a little weird to me cuz like how does how does this look at when we're going to have at some point I would think but how does the Simpsons end? Like the Simpsons has been on for how many years? How the many Simpsons seasons now? It's like if oh. like like whatever that last episode is, does it matter? I mean, I don't know what this. I I think the Simpsons is in such rare air. Yeah, maybe as a show because it's the longest running show of all time. I don't, and people have not only grown up with it, but people have now even started their own families, and now their kids are watching. Yeah, you know, there's seasons. no way that'll so, end happy. Everybody. Yeah, I don't, I don't think like even when they end. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody. Yeah, I think people are coming to the conclusion with the Simpsons that it's just when it ends, it ends. I don't think it's gonna have any seminal moments. But yeah, I'm with Tommy. I don't know if the Simpsons will ever end. <laughs> this is a why this would is, it? Yeah, this is a weird pull. Uh, but I remember watching it when it came on. The ending of King of the Hill was really good. It was a great. Mm, uh, I haven't seen it. Great cartoon. I don't. I don't yeah. know if I saw it. I don't the, know. The, the ending of King of the Hill. It was. It just ended with everybody. From the block having a barbecue, it was it was just nice. a very nice episode, and Hank was teaching Bobby how to cook, and it was great. It was it was a, it was honestly very good. I'm waiting to see. Yeah, I'm, how I don't, Gossip I'm, Girl I, I don't know. Eat Gossip Girl. I remember when it ended, and it wasn't terrible, but it was. Okay. It, um, all I will say is that. It makes you rethink moments in the series. Okay. The I, biggest okie doke I think I've ever experienced was that, that f- stupid ass Sons of Anarchy that had like a season and a half that was really, really good. Uh, yeah, they were legit yeah. good. They were like on, they, they were really in the, con- it sounds ridiculous now that you would say this. It was, it was in the vein of a Breaking Bad, all that stuff. And then. <laughs> It became a Dodge Charger you know commercial, what? and it was so bad. You know what show I... I think that... Go ahead, Travis. Oh, go ahead. I'm, no, no, no. I'm sorry, Gary. My bad. You know what show I wish I could have seen end, like, given the opportunity to at least end a certain way? Because it was one of my favorite as an adolescent, was is news radio. Like, I wish yeah. I could have seen... Like, it, 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 there was no way that was going to end well. And when we look back at what that cast is, and you know, Joe Rogan, you know... Why'd you look at me? Yeah. His character was great. His character was great. You know, you're Phil the one who clearly watched Joe Rogan in this uh, um, studio. So all the uh, all the characters that cast that ensemble cast was fantastic, and I thought it was just a great show. But once Phil Hartman passed, there was no way that show was going to end well. Yeah. I wish, yeah. like, I mean, this is selfish of me, but you know, I wish I could have seen the way that show would have ended. Because mm-hmm. I thought it had some heart to it as well, and I, that that's one I wish I could have seen end, or at least given the opportunity to see how it could have ended. I, I I know what we think of the man today, and we still should think of him that way. But I believe the Cosby Show ended very well too. I thought the way they concluded the show, 
of them walking out of the house and mm-hmm. to basically the studio audience. I thought that was a really cool way to end such an amazing <laughs> series. A uh, couple uh, comments. We have one that says, uh, that's from Triangle Assassin, saying Simpsons is going to end with Bart becoming the new Homer, and he has his own Bart. And then uh, Tom Brown comic uh, says Simpsons ends with Homer causing a nuclear meltdown. He thinks we should all be able to agree on that. Oh, that's nice. Actually. Yeah, that's, that would be, be fun. That's pretty good. That'd and then they, good show, they finally show on the map where the uh, like the nuclear meltdown happens. Right? It's in Virginia. What? Didn't they vote on that like a long time ago? I don't think so. I, I think, think it's so. Get to vote on how. Yeah. <laughs> the same people who are who are protesting uh, Game of Thrones decided <laughs> no, it's in when Virginia. when the movie came out. Oh, the, I don't think. When so. the movie came out, they did a contest because it was part of the plot of the movie was where they live. Mm. You know, it's not real. No, he's Tommy's right. He's a nerd. He's right. But I will say this though. I I wonder Chris, you did bring up an interesting point about budgets at, at HBO. That does make me wonder how, I don't know, hey, some you? HBO shows don't have the best track record for ending shows. So we talk about The Sopranos, and there was a mixed feelings on Six Feet Under. Boardwalk Empire ended po- incredibly poorly. Like, I am curious if HBO has a, has, a, has a finale curse where they have these shows that build up and become part of pop culture but when it's time to close them out, they struggle. They struggle. I thought The Wire's final episode was underwhelming. I, you know, so some of their biggest Oz, shows have Oz underwhelming. And yeah. Oz had a very underwhelming conclusion. So, and it's a it's a network that has created some of the best television shows in the history of our culture, but they have not landed the show. You know what? Well, really? when it comes to an end. Here, I'm I'm gonna use like something with baseball here. Here's where someone could find a niche as a writer they just become you know not for a genre necessarily but they just become the closer there it is they yeah. come in yeah. and they go from from mm-hmm. you know show to show with their final season they learn even if they don't really know about it, they learn about it they watch it or whatever and they come in and they become the closer i'll teach you how to close down a season so you can find a specialty with a yeah. writer in a way to help people close out their show. Anything to draw that's a correlation. Not, that's, a, that's a really cool point, Gardner. I'd be really upset if the show Barry ended bad. Because that's... Expect it to. Not, we're, all, everything we're talking it's about, hard. it had its great moments. It's the yeah. best HBO show, in my and, opinion. And, it's and I know we're running up against ever. it, but why do you guys think that is? Tommy, Chris, Gardner, why do you think these shows who... And again, we're specifically, in this case, talking HBO shows who have absolutely changed the game when it comes to TV, why do you think idea. they're having a tough time sticking the landing? It's it's because we're comparing, we'll say, five to ten years of something to literally one fraction of a thing. It's like you have this giant piece of work over here, and you're trying to put it up against this tiny little piece yeah. over here. And, and also, it's, just, it's simply just it's, hype it's versus very, um, it's not possible. execution. Well, and also l- when these shows are successful and that early on, look at the people that are involved at that point. As time goes on, it's not necessarily the same people involved. Like, look, look at even, even with West Wing, if you say that ends well, Aaron Sorkin... You know, was gone. It's gone. Like it goes away mm-hmm. at some point. And there's because there's right. other project. There's other things. So you're you're not as focused necessarily on one particular project. And that when you start doing that, yeah, you can you're gonna make money. Here's you, something you found your way to make money. But and I think that's what happened with Thrones. I think Thrones became a product of. I mean, I think they are basically 
looking at a mountain of their success. And to Tommy's point, you're trying to climb that mountain and it's very difficult to do because they raise the bar so high that expectations are almost insurmountable. Now I need to see. I'm trying to remember how Wings ended. I oh, loved yeah, Wings. Great question. But I don't remember how that one ended. I'll, I'll get back at you on that. And if you, I, and I, I did wonder if what Chris was mentioning earlier about the shortened season was a from the top thing because if you look at how these shows are ending, like where the finales are, uh, Barry and Game of Thrones have a night that ended deep ended the week before. I wonder if deep ended. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if they're setting it up so that they can just go right into their next season, and because they couldn't keep Game of Thrones on longer, they. I think it's. I think. It, I think up. it's a little bit of. I think that's certainly a little bit of that time, and also I think it's to what Gardner said again. Mm-hmm. I think you. I think these guys are look. I forgot. I think they have like at least four new projects in the pipeline. Were they doing uh, the, the Confederacy of Game of Thrones? Whatever the hell that was. Th- that a lot of the Game of Thrones they're, they're ones not... got canceled. I think there's only one yeah. left now. But but I think the showrunners, like Chris pointed out, they're doing the Star Wars things, and I think they have a couple of other television yeah. shows in the pipeline that they're currently working on as well. So I think, like I said, they're being stretched thin, and I don't. I would be hard pressed to believe that HBO had any mandate for them. I think they realize that this is their one of the most successful shows they'll ever have. So I wouldn't understand the benefit of rushing them off the air. If they wanted to do this season in ten to 12 episodes, I can. I don't see why HBO would all of a sudden say, no, we don't have the money when it's been the most expensive show on television for the last five years. Well, it's, it's certainly possible, and I think that's giving them some credit as well. I will say, I want this from everybody. Uh, you watch Game of Thrones, Tom. I, I enjoy Game of Thrones. Travis, you do too. Uh, likelihood percentage, zero to 100%, that they smack us in the mouth with their... Uh, <clears throat> this... Sunday and teach us a damn lesson and we go they okie doked us and that was one of the best finales I've ever seen what's the likelihood zero to 100% because we got to give them they get a little credit I, I think that it's possible that they're going to just eviscerate us but it appears that this season would lead to a disappointing end I don't think Travis can accurately say anything on that if he is oh going off based off the last episode i watched which was the battle winterfell where i i personally enjoyed it i i think i thought it was fine yeah i good i i i think i'm going to be fine with the finale so i would say they are going to stick the landing at 75 percent that's pretty good i think it'll end well i just don't think a lot of people will be happy with it Right, I wholeheartedly agree with Tommy. As invested mm-hmm. as a lot of people are into the show, I've noticed, and so like, I don't know. I think I'm gonna love it. What do you got, Chris? What are your percentages? What do you think? I, I think I think I think you guys are both right. I think it, I think that uh, I want to I want to believe that they're gonna do this thing, and I was like, "Told you, idiots! They did it." <laughs> I'm going to say 40% chance that happens because, again, I can't get the financial impact and outside. Because what every single thing in the history of mankind, you want to blame one person, but in reality, it's the, it's the amalgamation of a, a thousand shareholders that, that are making these decisions slash pushing things certain ways. So I'm going to give it a 40% chance that it's amazing. I'm not saying it can't be good. 40% chance that it's amazing. I think I'm going to cry a lot. 
That's just because it's a good show. I don't think I'm with Tommy over. there. I think there will be. I think there will be tears shed. Mm. All right. Why are you behind Travis? Is it just a time thing, or do you not have HBO there? I I don't I don't have HBO here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to you later. Oh wow! Look at Daddy Tommy making <gasps> it happen. How about that? Well, Tommy, you're happen. gonna. I'll tr- I, I'll try. His grandpa will Come ship on, you a uh, an HBO Go. <laughs> uh, guys, That's big good. thanks to Tech Electronics. Tech Electronics <laughs> is a, a wonderful tech company right here in St. Louis. They made this studio possible. The mics we use, the streaming cameras, Gardner's whole setup. Huge thanks to Tech Electronics for being a great community uh, asset and a wonderful business right here in St. Louis. Thanks to Getaway Golf Carts, GetawayCarts.com. You can hashtag customize. Everything, St. Louis neighborhoods, we know we love our golf carts. Soulard, The Hill, wherever you're driving those golf carts around, you got to check out Getaway Carts, hashtag Cart Blanche. They're supporters as well. Make sure you uh, support them and shout out to Tommy Bannister of Circa Properties and also St. Louis. And thank the Chinese food restaurant that hosted me today. Thank you. Yes, to P.F. Chang's in Brooklyn and uh, St. Louis Pet Once West. They're uh, great supporters. I know Lynette is a huge blues fan and uh, has been watching intently. If you all want fresh pet food delivered to your home, <laughs> Travis is eating the uh, the logo. Be sure to support Pet Once St. Louis West. Great sponsor of ours. You need to support them by buying their food for your pups. So, guys, we got some fair foul. You want to jump into it? It's now time for Brooklyn's fair foul. At this defining moment, change has come to America. People often ask me, what's fair or foul? Is it a segment? Is it a movement? Is it hope? I can't say for certain. Time will be a true test of its power. But I can say, Fair or Foul is now and forever for the people. Gather around the radio with your loved ones and hold on to your butts. It's going to kill you. It's now time for Fair. We give it back to you, the people. Or Foul. Guys, we asked you about sports curses. Travis is about to get that ass curse the second he walks back to St. Louis. I'm going to flip out on him because I'll remember this. Guys, we asked about sports curses for fair or foul. Winner gets $10 to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill, and we're very excited to be able to provide that for you. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Travis, stop crunching into the mic. I'm going to jump off a cliff. Foul. How did Degrassi High win a single game with that jinx bitch Drake wheeling around? That's from the Black Sheep on sports curses. Fair. I let out a lot of curses last night. You feel especially helpless when the officials rob you like that. Kind of like how Tommy's grandma will feel when she realizes her grandson has become the third largest dish distributor in the state of Illinois. Uh, I mean, these hockey replay uh, rules are more arbitrary than TTs for Game of Thrones recaps. The level of incompetence exhibited by everyone last night has only been rivaled by Tommy's attempt at a jump shot. That's the JVL Jackal coming hard with fair or foul. My goodness gracious. You people forget I have to give you the prizes. Oh, wow. This could be bad. Mm. Walk back into an office. <laughs> oh, you got him. Ah, I got it. You know, Come we back. make fun of him, but he oh, manages to get it, it across an entire body of uh, land every single time. Uh, fair. I've been preaching it for years, but this is the reason Rowdy Roddy Piper, rest in peace, and never donned the belt. Mm. I don't know. TT's pink eye. Gardner, who are you voting for today? JVL. JVL Jackal. Travis in Brooklyn. JVL. Man, 
this guy's gonna own Buzz's truck when it's all said and done. Tommy. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. JVL Jackal wins ten dollars to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill. Congratulations to him, and congratulations to all of you for getting to tune in and see the New York's elite on a podcast. My gosh, good job today, Travis. You deserve it. Enjoy those Doritos in New York, Travis, for Chris Gardner, intern Tommy, everybody else. We. That's bad. We're back tomorrow on the live stream. Don't fret. We have Chris Sear in tomorrow. We've got the great Jordan Rock in studio as well. Going to be a fun time. And big news, comedy tonight, but also a huge comedy show next week. Mia Jackson coming back to town. Her tickets just went live. It's called The Marvelous Mrs. Mia, a celebration of women comedy starring Mia Jackson. Libby Higgins, we love Libby. And Sarah Perry's coming down from Chicago. She's a very talented comic from Chicago. It's going to be here again. That's next week. Tickets available now. Limited tickets. It's going to be a very special night. We'll have some fashion, cocktails, and comedy celebrating with a little bit of a nod to Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We're back tomorrow, 8 a.m. live. We'll see you then. Nice.